0: This is your announcer, Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Rex Brown recently said that if a Pantera reunion were to happen, he guaranteed Zack Wilde wouldn't be a part of it. Just like I always said if I ever hosted
1: another boozy brunch I guarantee I won't invite Phil Anselmo. That dude hogs all the white wine. The Metal Injection Livecast starts now. All right, well, uh, good to know. Good little factoid from Chuck Blandington. Didn't know he had barbecues, especially in the era of COVID. He hu- yeah, boozy brunches, Rob. Uh, boozy brunches. I want to say hugged. he, he,
2: he hogs all the white wine and all the white power. <laughs> That's how he gets his
3: white power. White power. And he likes eh. to drink mimosas. He <laughs> all Memphis about himself? On the meat. Welcome
1: to the Metal Injection Livecast. Love is in the air. It's Valentine's season. I don't know. I, rather- I really don't know what that means, but let's just go <laughs> along with it. It's Rob here with the lovely Noah, the lovely Darren, and the extra lovely Sid. Look oh, at that lovely you. Nets hat. I'll allow it. He's and- also ha- he also has a
3: little bit of uh, Doritos cheese around his lips. No, oh, oh, I thought that was a snack. little...
1: That was a little lip gloss, but no, I guess not.
2: Uh, it's it's funny, like no one else can see this, so there's probably a useless point to make. But there's a little piece of dirt on my screen, and it's giving Noah a forehead bindi. <laughs> just right, exactly. Oh, now you ruined it because you moved. No. But it's a good job. <laughs> That's it. You got it. Stay there the whole show. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna remove it. You, you'll be single again.
3: I just hope it's not. And, uh- <laughs>
1: poop on the screen not poop it's like a little speck of dirt (laughs) well you could you could get more than a little speck of dirt If you need it from the live cast, if you need a little more than a speck of live cast, you can get plenty of bonuses on our Patreon at patreon.com slash metal injection live for five bucks a month. You get access to two extra bonus episodes a month. You get access to the video versions of our podcast and you get access to Sid's fancy little TV talks every week. (laughs) And, uh, Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, This month, we had another Hall of Fame episode. We went and we recapped our love of uh, one of our favorite callers, Shlomo. And we dove deep into the IO digital cable commercial. We learned a lot. And uh, last year, last month, not last year, it was this year. uh, Last month, this year.
3: It uh, may as well have been last year.
1: We kicked off the Hall of Fame, the Meme Hall of Fame, with a retrospective on our favorite, The Iron Sheik, which I'm still laughing about. So, plenty of good stuff. Get in there, hang out on our Patreon. Also, there's a watch along of this guy's movie, uh, Veronica guy? Danzig. We'll talk about Danzig a little more in just a little bit, but we have a special guest who uh, I'd like to actually bring on right about now. Uh, Let's get him in the the room here. And his name is Josh Barnett.
0: Returning champion. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a former guest. Hello, Josh. Are you there? Yeah, one sec. Awesome. Well, while he sets up, I do want to uh, mention that Josh Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Four is this. Coming weekend this Saturday, February 13th, and Blood Sport 5 is the following Saturday, February 20th. You can watch it at Bloodsport.watch. Some of the matches include Chris Dickinson versus Jeff Cobb, Davy Boy Smith Jr. versus Calvin Tankman, Simon Grimm versus Tom Lawler, among others. I'm a big fan of Bloodsport. And uh, I was at the original Josh Barnett Bloodsport where you, Josh, faced Minoru Suzuki. And Mm -hmm. uh, what was it like getting slapped around by uh, the legendary Minoru Suzuki and slapping him back? Uh,
4: Not actually anything new because we used to tour together in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And when he would be on tours with me, we would train together all the time. So it was absolutely normal for us (laughs) to be out there trying to crank on each other's limbs. (laughs)
2: I got to ask you about Suzuki like he's like such a no nonsense like the kind of guy you don't see in like North American wrestling like what is he like when you're just farting around in a car and hanging out is he completely different or does he have any of that in him
4: Uh, how do I put well you know what Minoru Suzuki in the ring is just is just a an extension of who he is as a person and so he I'm not going to say that he runs around just, you know, putting people in ankle locks and stuff all day long, but uh mm-hmm. he is exactly as prescribed descri- described. Um if if you were to meet him, he's clever, very, you know, I when I was doing the New Japan commentary stuff, I felt like Minoru Suzuki's promos were bar bar none the best out there. Like they're very smart, they they went somewhere, they had a point to him. And it just, to me, it was like, well, yeah, of course, Minoru uh, Suzuki-san is, just, is really a really very smart guy. And, uh, you know, the reason why you're also not going to find someone like that, besides the fact of him being very Japanese, is also that uh, his whole way of coming through the system, he was a freestyle wrestler, he joined the New Japan Dojo, he trained under Carl Gotch, he was chef Fujiwara, been an MMA fighter. I mean, that kind of, uh pathway as a professional wrestler is i mean it used to be more the more of of how things were but it is nearly uh there's hardly anybody in that vein anymore
1: so we're talking about blood sport i want to take a step back and and mention to people who don't know the concept of blood sport is somewhere between a pro wrestling event and an M- MMA event it's it's in a wrestling ring without wrestling ropes so it's true there's no There's no high spots. It's all about grappling and 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 strikes. Is that, would that be an accurate uh, description of?
4: Well, I mean, you never know when somebody will get launched on their head or get cracked with a flying knee, or I mean, not about necessarily whether something is a high spot or not, but basically right. it is the the essence of what professional wrestling is. It's combat. It's people trying to overcome their opponent and and deal with adversity. And fight for who it is that they are, and when you know what it is that they're out there representing. And so, there's no need for us to have a bunch of scripted promos. There's no need to have a bunch of ridiculous uh, uh, skits and uh, nonsense uh, stuff and gimmicks and whatever. And you know, five-minute-long walks to the ring with with a bunch of fireworks and standing on the second rope. And there's no need for any of that. The point is, get to the ring and let it all hang out there. Let everybody see exactly what it is by just letting, watching the fight itself.
1: It definitely was one of the most unique uh, wrestling events that I've I've ever been to. Like, I can't really compare it to any other uh, wrestling show. It it was almost like a, uh like a, like a cockfight in a way, but, or it felt like, what it felt like a well, scene, you know, I that, didn't even uh, have in, a zipper on my, is
3: this?
4: yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, it wasn't much of a cockfight. Cause uh, I didn't even have a zipper on my tights. I, there's no way I could have won. Yeah. Putting them around your knees is not really uh, <laughs> a, a successful way to, to put your, uh, your appendage into action. But, <laughs> but I'll say that we lucked out quite a bit with that venue uh, in how, the structure of it and the lighting setup and i mean it really just gave us a really beautiful space for what we were doing that night and you know that's just sort of serendipitous in that aspect uh i can watch and look at pictures i can watch video from it and look at pictures from it and be like man that's a hot bitch right there holy shit did we do a good ass job with this <laughs> one. we really looked out and um it's you know, going to Atlantic City, we didn't have the same capability with the way the lighting was structured, and and Indianapolis, it was in just like this—I don't know—it was like a a horse area. It was it was a wild-looking setup, and we tried to set it up with overhead lights, uh, but they were too low. So uh, Brett hired some folks to come in electricians to raise the lights up and then reconnect them. So they cut the lights down, like, okay, we'll be back. And then they just never came back. So it's like, oh. well, all right, I guess we'll just deal with what we got. But, uh, that night in Jersey city, um, we looked out and just having a perfect venue for that.
1: Yeah. And it was cool. Like also looking up and seeing like William Regal and and John Moxley kind of looking down and it's, it's almost like, uh, you know, everyone was kind of curious about. The, the, I feel like the the type of event it, event it was. Did you speak to Regal after the show? What what was his uh, takeaway from
4: uh, watching uh, it? I, I saw him uh, while I was in the back uh, working on things. I mean, um, you know, when some when when Brett was telling, me, oh yeah, hey, these guys from WWE want to show up. I'm like, yeah, fine. You know, I have some of my athletes in WWE and people like Regal I've known for years, so. I was honored to have them there and glad that we could put on this this event for them and everybody else in that that arena that night. And then uh, he, yeah, I mean, he seemed like he was pretty chuffed about the whole thing. He, he dug it and, uh, you know, we had no understanding of whether it really meant anything or not, but we were just glad that people wanted to be there and see it.
1: And I noticed that uh, on this event and and the last one that that you're you're not fighting on the events is this a, 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 a is being the promoter of the event too time consuming? Uh, what was the decision to to not be wrestling?
4: Well, the last the last one uh, in Indianapolis, uh, I had a bare knuckle boxing match. Uh, less than a month afterwards. And so I, I really couldn't go in the ring at that point for any risk of injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, then for these ones, well, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at least, I haven't been announced on the show on the 13th, but we've kept the card a secret for the 20th. Ah. Uh, you see. were going to say something, Noah? Is that yeah. your name? Yes. All right.
3: Oh, I was going to ask, um, what kind of preparation are the fighters doing at least like the week leading up to it like are they changing their training is it more mental going into it or just like how do you prepare for a big event like that even as a guy who's kind of pulling the strings in the back
4: uh mostly preparation h i would say (laughs) (laughs) dad jokes well but you know nobody wants to be sitting on a bunch of hemorrhoids i'll give you that much but uh, i would say i can't speak for everybody Uh, um but those athletes that I am familiar with um, and and this uh, specific scenario that you're bringing up, um, I think it is mostly, if anything, a mentality change. That is the number one aspect. Uh, uh, Some guys might do a little bit of extra work on the side, but I feel like, again, it's still even more related to mental. It's a mental game to say like, okay, I'm going to go through these little steps. I'm going to do a little bit of extra work. I'll, uh, work the bags a little more. I'll, you know, they're just reminding themselves and reinstilling that confidence and, and what they're preparing to do, which is really no different from the week out preparation for a fight. I mean, at that point you've done everything that you could really do, like whatever it is that you train to do for that fight at that point, it's already done that last week is just re, uh, reinforcement and mental preparation and just keeping your body working. That's it. You're not going to get in better shape. You're not going to learn a new move. You're not going to somehow become fantastically better at something. It's like, it's, it's all too late. So yeah, it's, it's really, you know, mind, it's all about the mind, but then, you know, an old wrestling coach of mine used to say that wrestling was, was 99% mental and the other 1% was mental. So <laughs> I, I really do believe that it, the mental aspect of uh, approaching these things is, quite possibly the most important
1: so let's talk about some music i i see you're wearing a bull thrower shirt music? On oh
4: oh uh, am i on a, a podcast about music i, I mean well I we try to we,
1: we try to avoid the topic as much as we can but <laughs> i guess we should talk about it so like when you are training like what 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 kind of metal pumps you up? What are you listening to, to like really get in the zone either when you're doing cardio or, or any sort of
4: well, training? Yeah, this could of... be my moment to just trash on certain bands and genres, but Please. I'm a builder. I'm no, no, Let's no, make some headlines. I'm a builder. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more about building things up than tearing things down. So, okay. um, for, for me, it really will depend on, well, it depends on like my, my mood at the moment, but, uh, if, when it comes to fight training often uh, I love to listen to a variety of stuff um, and I'll make little playlists for every fight camp usually that will have different things, but it'll often have bolt thrower and Watane and goat whore uh, primordial. I just did, uh, I was just talking to my buddy, Alan Avril uh, Avril on his podcast, agitators anonymous. And, and in fact, right before I came onto this one, and I absolutely love Primordial, and Primordial is in my pre my fight day playlist. Um, there are songs that I will listen to on the day of, uh, of a fight that are to help um, help me to get into the, the mental state that I wanna be in for when I go to the ring. And, uh, you know, Amon Amarth is always good for, for smashing people's faces in, Behemoth. Uh, but, you know, you can always go back to the classics, The Merciful Fate, The King Diamond, uh, plenty of Metallica and Slayer. Like there's really just, it's just, it's really about like what, what to use a, an often overused term, what your vibe is at that moment. Like how, what are you feeling? Like you can, you can find that, that piece of metal for you.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, uh, also I, like I feel like there's such a connection with metal and, 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 wrestling and and grappling in in general like uh it would be cool to do you know maybe a sometime in the future a blood sport while a metal concert is happening while a bull thrower or watain is maybe a Watane is like throwing pig's heads into the into the ring as they're performing you know like get a little uh, foreign object
4: in there Uh, yeah, mm, having, (laughs) having Watain be the, the live band for that is a little scary, if, if anything, um, bolt thrower, obviously that's not a possibility, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity, I think, where we could have that, that mesh of, of metal and combat sports. And, um, you know, I guess really one of the biggest, uh, biggest challenges with all this is to, uh. There's a lot of metal, so to speak, but it's trying to get people in these things to listen to good metal. (laughs) Because even when I was in the UFC, uh, so I fought for them, I left, fought in Pride, fought in Strike Force, and all these other places. And then it was, came back to the UFC, and they go, Okay, well, what's your walkout music? Okay, well, I'm coming out of the Fourth Crusade by Bolt Thrower. Literally, like a couple days before the event. Oh, that that won't work. It's too, they they don't like, is there another song by this band you could play because this one, you know, they think it's too harsh and it's too this. And I'm just going another song by this band that's somehow (laughs) going to be radically different from what you dislike about this one. Like, clearly you're a moron, you know, (laughs) but, um, also this is, I mean, they gave me my fucking nickname. Uh, um, this is the music I walk out to. This is why I'm the world's most metal athlete. It's not changing. And so it got to the point where I just said, Hey, look, I'm walking out to this or I'm walking out to dead silence and there is no in between. So pick one. And yet the next fight after that, I get the same rigmarole. So, you know, (laughs) if, uh, if you want me to come out to black flood diesel, I guess that's fine. But uh, that you know i'm not associating myself in that manner
1: i do notice that like with, with these uh our, um fighters a lot of the metal is what i would like to call and i, I don't mean this as a pejorative more but entry you're level say it anyways entry <laughs> entry entry level metal no it's like uh, entry level it's like uh, entry level mm, metal or
4: bro metal too
1: yeah uh and, and it's like you know, how did you, when did you dive in? Like what made you dig deeper and and like, like seek out like, you know, the stuff that you wouldn't necessarily see just on MTV. Like you have to really search for it.
4: Well, I'm a curious person by nature. So I'm, I'm always that, that guy that wants to go to the weird little, uh, cobweb covered corner of some store and like dive into the weird stuff and find what's, what's been, uh, neglected or forgotten about. I mean, that's just kind of how I am. I mean, I'm, I am the 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 thing that they have these aspects on Wikipedia called portals, where you can enter into a, a portal about a specific subject. The how I found out about this was one time being somewhere and, and going. I'm I'm a, I'm a huge nerd, looking up something about tanks, and then finding out there was a tank portal on Wikipedia, and then all of a sudden hours of my life were gone, and I go. I know a lot about the different cannons on, you know, the T, T 35, but I think I probably spent way too much time on this and did not take care of uh, the things that I'm supposed to. And so I can get into a portal on just about anything. If it's interesting to me and boom, I'll dive through it and I'll stay in that thing. But, um, being an eighties kid, you had to search for things. It's just the way it was. And being a kid that played Dungeons and Dragons and, uh was into comic books and what have you i mean some of these things sort of rolled into each other but also it was a heyday for a metal on a broader scale and so i'm seeing this kid that i grew up with who was older than me with an iron maiden killers album shirt and being like what the fuck is that i don't know what that is but that looks like the coolest thing i've ever seen or like him handing down to me his uh Damage Incorporated, his, his Killing Is My Business, uh, or it was the, the what is it? Uh, Honesty Is My Only Excuse shirt, that Metallica one with the skull with the cross with like the, the clubs going through the broken skull for that um, that Master of Puppets tour. Um, yeah, having a real one of those as a kid until you I outgrew it and it turned to dust. But um, these things were uh, backed with all the fantasy elements of of comic books and Dungeons and Dragons and all this kind of stuff, it all sort of melded into it. Plus, I just feel like part of my my nature. So first time I saw a bolt thrower album cover, I was like, that's Warhammer 40K. I don't know what this is, but it can't suck. So it's Warhammer. Like I, I'm gonna buy it. You know, and then hearing this different, you know, hearing death metal and being like, whoa, okay. This thing is heavier than anything I've ever heard before. Incredible. Or even even with mTV the first time I ever saw the video for um de dead, dead embryonic cells like what's this uh, I want to go down this pathway and then you buy then you you know soon enough not only do you have uh, a rise but then you buy beneath the remains too
1: so yeah this is a this is a lifelong passion you would say yeah. this isn't... and
3: that's like a very old-school way of discovering music or like even just like reading ads in the back of Like Metal Edge magazine, and Mm -hmm. um, especially for like the more like bands like outside of the U.S., just kind of ordering something because the cover looked cool, Mm -hmm. and then getting in, you're like, "Whoa, this is vomitory," and they're from (laughs) like Poland or yeah, the yattering from Poland. Like, how do you find bands like that? You just have to kind of take a chance, and if the cover's cool, you just get it. And then there used to be
4: this advertisements, or there's probably a couple, but there would be these ads, these big full page ads in the back of those magazines where it was for t-shirts, right? And so you'd see all these different band merch stuff. I had no idea who Venom was before I knew what their shirts looked like, you know what I mean? And so then it's like, oh, that's that thing that I've seen in the back of the magazine or, oh, you know, I don't know what this is, but that looks cool as shit. So I'm going to track it down and see if I find, I can find someone who has it. So then I could listen to it and figure out what it is yeah it was uh you had to want it right yeah you, you had to let your curiosity uh take you lead you down that path and and you could just find all kinds of really interesting weird things and i remember having a bit of that that feeling being at uh death fest a few times that i've been there and just being in some distros um little booth and just peeling through stuff i mean i found uh I would find like odd records and stuff like that and buy them, bring them back for a buddy of mine. Cause I refuse to have vinyl because I've already got too many problems in my life and too many things that I collect and keep with me that having a vinyl collection is not something I'm trying to have.
1: Yeah. And even in Maryland death, Fist, just seeing like walking into like the third stage room and see, it's like, what is this artist? You know, you could just, you could discover 20 bands just from the performances there as well.
4: Yeah, that's how I became uh, familiar with Kill the Client when when they were still around, and then you know, uh, getting getting introduced to all kinds of other new bands
1: now let me ask so with with the metal we were talking about bringing together the metal world and the wrestling world if you could recruit a metal musician assuming they had the training to perform in blood sport who do you think would make the transition well who looks the part let's say
4: hmm that's a good question <laughs> so many so many response well uh Daniel from Marduk could probably do it but then he actually is already trained like the guy has a martial arts background uh from doing uh sanda which is a style of kickboxing well it's, technically it's a kung fu competition but it's a style of kickboxing with throws so uh he can already compete <laughs> and he looks scary as shit so i mean i mean i suppose that uh Johan Heg from Marth, a big viking uh, of course. Absolutely. Now it's just me picking two Swedes, so that seems like uh, I, I should probably go outside of that. I feel like you
1: and Johan could make Crowbar. like a sweet, sweet tag team. Sorry, what did you say, Noah?
3: Matt from Crowbar, he trains jujitsu.
4: Ah, see, there you go, Champ Morgan from uh, Kill the Client. He trains jujitsu and catch wrestling and sambo sometimes. Uh, Matt Heafy from uh, from Trivium is a jujitsu. Oh, well, okay, so let's. How about Carrie King? Now, see, now we're not picking anybody that trains jujitsu or anything like that, but he definitely. Just on he, look he, alone. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. And just he could cut the promo and then that's it. He, he's scaring Corpse away grinder. the
4: competition. Oh, yeah. Corpse grinder. Oh, uh, absolutely. He, yeah. You, the unchokeable. That would be like the thing. You could suplex him or pile drive him, but it never affects him. You have to go after something else. Uh, and Travis, Travis Ryan, Travis Ryan would have to be a manager, though. Yes, yes, he could the, be like a Jibby Hart type.
1: The thing yeah.
2: about Corpse Grinder is that, you know, he looks so intimidating, and after you talk to him for two minutes, he's like a teddy bear, and you want to give him a hug.
4: He is an absolute sweetheart of a man. And, and you know, even as as um, scary as Kerry King is, and he's got a very intimidating persona to him, but uh, the, the man has been incredibly, like, heartfelt gracious warm and and you know he has aspects of him that are, are very just like as sincere and joyful as as you could see in anybody and so you just you know you never know and surprisingly uh maybe not to us because we're all kind of in this whole metal circle um people within some of the most extreme aspects of metal are some of the the nicest people you ever meet, like, I mean, even the first time I ever met Daniel from Marduk, he was opening for. since we got Danzig in the background on some of these things. He was on one <laughs> of those black stuff, black things. And I was there to, uh, to go watch the show and also see my friends in toxic Holocaust. And, uh, um, the ex bass player, Phil had told me, he goes, Hey, so Daniel from Marduk heard you're coming in today. And I swear to God, it's the first time on tour the whole time I've seen that dude smile I'm like, all right. And so just, you know, getting to meet this dude is like really, you know, considered really stoic and scary and he's could, you know, couldn't be any nicer every time I go to Sweden. And when I go to Stockholm, cause usually I'll go to, uh, to see Johan and Maria out, uh, out in their section, you know, uh, and I'll try to see as many friends as I can. I've also got a fighter, Carl Albertson that I'll work with. Uh, when he, uh, when I go to Sweden, he's in Stockholm, I'll get together. And, you know, I always hit up Daniel and and we go out to an old ancient medieval bar in Gamla Stan, the old city. And us and a whole bunch of friends just drink and have fun and tell jokes. And it's like at the end of the day, maybe maybe some of this is helps helps people get out something that's on their chest, something that's in them, whatever, you know, or but also sometimes it's just just because you make angry music doesn't make you an angry person.
1: Very cool. Well, Josh, thank you so much for your time. And I'm very, very excited to watch Bloodsport this weekend. Bloodsport.watch. Yes, Bloodsport.watch.
4: You can do promo. You can buy both uh, pay-per-views for a a slightly discounted price if you get them both. Um, There was also VIP packages for merch as well. that is exclusive to those pre-orders. And also, as this is a metal podcast, there is plenty of metal to be heard
1: there's going to be a metal soundtrack to the blood support. So it's not just, not just, not just punches and kicks, but also heavy metal.
3: I support wait, wait, that exactly. wholeheartedly. Can get a little like uh, preview of who's going to be featured on that?
4: Well, uh, oh, uh, band wise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you, you, you are going to see, uh, you're going to hear some behemoth at the very oh, least. Nice. Maybe you might hear some pig destroyer. You know, we're not, we're not screwing around here. I support nice. this wholeheartedly. I'm very excited. I will be watching this
1: Saturday, February 13th. Next Saturday, February 20th, and then you also announced a show coming up in April uh, right. for WrestleMania weekend as well. You guys are a lot of blood going to be flowing.
4: A lot of blood. You know, we are going to have to go uh, uh, maybe do some transfusions to, to keep this thing rolling. <laughs> but yeah, blood <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> awesome, Josh.
1: Thank You'll you so much
3: to come for your back. time. And, and you'll yeah. have to come back. We'll tell you all about the tank museum in Israel, which we've discussed extensively on this podcast since you're into Ooh, tanks.
4: <laughs> I would love to go to a tank museum <laughs> anywhere. I go to military museums when I travel through Europe too. Uh, I hit them all up. Uh, it's it's always an interesting look oh. of, of uh, how war and everything and everybody's perspective about how they started, where they have, what happened in these areas. It's it's really down and, and interesting. And plus, an Israeli tank museum. Well, the last largest, one of the last largest modern tank uh, um, uh, conflicts was uh, Golan Heights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the last really big modern tank conflict being uh, the Iraqi war, the first one, but the desert storm. But yeah, before that, Golan Heights in the 70s. Pretty wild stuff.
1: Well, that's going to be for our our tank podcast. Sorry,
3: Rob, hold on a second. I just went to the Titan Missile Museum in Arizona. I've been there. I have not. Oh, it's pretty neat. You get to like go inside of the like their like office or whatever, and and okay. I got to like turn the key. Oh wow, that's, that's kind
4: of uh, that's kind of morbid and fun in its own way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Titan, Titan two, I believe both of them are also somewhat related to our our own just space programs in general.
3: Yeah, it's very interesting stuff to learn. Next time. Yeah.
4: Next time.
1: <laughs> well, well thank you so much josh uh and and i really look forward to this weekend have a great one same thanks all right that was the war master
3: that was cool i wish i could yeah, like, hang great. out with him
0: we wow. call noah the war mistress from now on
1: the war mistress
0: <laughs> we've gone to more war museums than he has
1: yeah Finally, someone you can talk to about your ammunition interests. <laughs>
4: Next hey, his time. eyes
1: lit up. He's like, "Fucking tanks!"
4: <gasps> <laughs> yeah, he, it, really,
1: he, it really, they really did. This is why you need to splurge for the video episode just to see. How, first of all, not only how excited he was, but then also the look how on Darren's face, went. the look on Darren's face as as Noah and Josh were nerding out. Darren being like, "Are they really having this conversation about tanks right now?" <laughs> I don't think I would
2: characterize it like that. I would just surprised at how how
3: well he
1: reacted
2: it was amazing
3: he mentioned that he went down a whole rabbit hole in wikipedia on tanks so that was like my opening and i was like very patiently waiting i was gonna like interrupt him
2: i was like i have opening. to
3: put this live cast meme in there
0: we should Maybe have he... asked him if he knows tank abbott
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's probably
1: like his favorite old fighter what Just if you? It he probably does know Tank Abbott, though. That's the thing. Get him back
0: on the line, Rob. Let's get some
1: Tank Abbott stories.
0: No. <laughs> what
2: happens if you bond with Josh Barnett and you like you start to develop feelings? Like, would that endanger your relationship at all over tanks? <sighs> Her I mean, relationship with tanks? No, I mean, <laughs> with, if you bond over the tanks, maybe there could be. Maybe you could join pattern. his camp. It
3: means it means that I would have him as a grappling coach. I, I didn't bring it up, but he has a, an instructional DVD on how to like do Kimoras, which is a double arm lock.
2: All right, I don't care about that. I want to know the real question. Would you fuck Josh Barnett? Uh, in, a, in a tank. Oh, come on. Well, on top of the tank. Would you, would you, in a tank. Would,
1: would you, you fuck Josh Barnett in the artillery museum in Israel?
2: Oh, oh, really, would you fuck no. Josh Barnett? I mean that beard Only, is very low. Oh, on one of
3: those tanks uh, f- from the Golan Heights that he was talking about.
1: If you would fuck Josh Barnett, give us a call. Two one three wide. That's Where's my phone? Hold on. Two one three nine four three three six eight eight. That's the phone number. Uh so I'm I before we get to I really want to talk about this uh Danzig released the trailer uh for his new horror film but really quickly i want to mention the super bowl oh, oh and I didn't uh, watch anything, so, but okay uh i didn't watch the Super i didn't watch the the football portion i watched the halftime show i enjoyed it i'm a fan of the weekend i think he did a a mm-hmm. good job uh it was a fun performance it was better than like some recent ones that were not good
3: better or worse than gaga better for me at least
1: no, I like. I like Lady Gaga.
3: I don't More. think.
2: Uh, I mean, are you done with your preface there, or did you want to say something? Sure, go ahead. We could. I, I think, like, I'm not a, neither a fan nor against the weekend. Like, I think he's perfectly. I'm joined. a fan. Fine, but I just don't like. I don't think um, like anything was added to the songs. I think he just kind of did like the dad dance in place, and he's just very catchy. And they're good songs, but like, I don't see like there wasn't much show to it for me.
1: I I, that, I, I agree that like the spectacle, <laughs> excuse me, the spectacle was lacking a little bit uh, in terms of. But it, but then as I say that in general, just the whole concept of a Super Bowl with people in attendance just really just made me not uh, uncomfortable, but it just it it hurt my head. It hurt my head how they're standing there saying we want to thank our frontline workers for all your hard work, and then they're they're contributing to these frontline workers' headaches in they're two weeks. They're keeping them employed. They're job creators. <laughs> Rob,
2: come on. Yeah. we want to give a thanks to our to our uh, frontline workers, and now here's some Florida natives
1: to cough on them for three hours. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but the the real highlight for me though was before the game even started uh and that was we had a tailgate party on tiktok this is where all the kids watch their tailgate parties and it was with miley cyrus she was doing a performance i'm not sure have we talked about how like <laughs> miley cyrus has been pivoting to rock lately
3: yeah she like covered metallic where she's doing metallica she's covers. doing a
1: metallica covers album it hasn't come out yet yeah and she put out a rock album well it's like really a pop like a rock influenced pop album. I wouldn't say it's a rock album. But there are definitely rock songs on it. There's she covered of Hall
3: of Oates. Oates. How do you feel about that, Darren?
2: Um I'm a huge Hall of Oates fan and I haven't heard it yet. And this is the first I've heard of that. What so. song?
1: I, I didn't hear I didn't hear that she covered Holland song covered She covered
2: Maneater. I would say oh. well that might not be up her alley. I don't know. I'll have to hear it. I think but she but like I would rather see her cover Hall of Notes than metallica i feel like that's a better
1: well what i was well, see when she said she's doing a metallica covers album you know it's just she's not covering fucking sanitarium you know she's covering right. nothing else matters Still. she's gonna cover like until it's maybe she'll do one probably but like it's all the like the quote-unquote softer song you well, know like the why, ballady one
2: that's why issue with it is that she can't I listen. I'd rather she has a great voice. I, I don't think. give a shit about her doing Metallica songs, but my point is, like, I if that's going to happen, I'd rather see her do Sanitarium because that's interesting. Like, what, yeah, what, what pop star? What, like, everyone covered Enter Sandman already. Like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Metallica is basically.
1: I agree. I am. I am reserving criticism until I actually see. Like, maybe she'll do something cool with yes. it. Uh, so she did a a concert. And Billy Idol joined her. And last week we were talking about Mike Myers' uh, face <laughs> not not moving, and uh, oh. Billy Idol's face. Well, here's just a screenshot, and we'll play a little a little Idol bit like of it. Twins. <laughs> And uh, but the real star of the show for me was Steve Stevens, Billy Idol's guitarist, and, and not just but like he's played guitar for many rock musicians. He's worked with Ozzy. He just looks so amazing, and, and we'll get to we'll get to a little more of Steve Stevens here. But and she also performed with Joan Jett. That's what, what I like about Miley is at least she's like paying tribute to like all of these kind of almost forgotten about rock stars that could use another payday. <laughs> you know like oh, no you're not feeling that. it now well well here i don't want to play the actual audio cuz i don't want us to get the the copyright thing but i do oh. i do want to just like watching them like like oh. how do you, like <laughs> this is so weird like she's oh, grinding Brennan. against
0: Billy Idol who she is let's, let's be wait. fair she's grinding next to him i she's clearly not actually grinding on him thank god
1: she, she can't no well, wait hold on oh, she was see okay okay it's an illusion you're right it's like a side hug i think what she's she's worried that he'll uh collapse into dust probably
2: <laughs> she just want to
1: break his, <laughs> his head is not moving he's expressing as much emotion as he possibly can you could see his one yeah. of these these crow crow's feet going but the forehead not moving hey little sister what have you done <laughs> you've broken my
3: leg
2: yeah by that by humping legs. three feet away from me you <laughs> broke my leg my brittle osteoporosis infested leg
3: i guess also my con- sorry. sorry i know. i guess my concern is that he's like in the you know, age group that's, like, at risk, and she's... Right, he's in a high-risk group! You're right! I have no problem with them performing on stage like that, because it's outdoors and all, but just, like, stay away from him, dude. His
2: face has as much range of motion as the current Lemmy right now.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs)
1: As... Okay, so Billy Idol is 65, so he's just eligible for the vaccine. Did he get it? Do we think he got it? We don't. We, I hope so. But look at Steve Stevens. Look at him, man. Look at that he shirt, just,
3: Rob. The, I next want, time of God's happens, you have to wear that. i, I am
1: describe. describe him for the listeners. Okay, so Steve Stevens looks like basically uh, the type of woman you would see in Bensonhurst uh, uh, coming out of church in her finest. So he has like- what's looks the, like Big Ange. Yeah, so he has he's like four big, big, big hair, metal hair, like poison, like uh, Nikki Six hair. Uh, he's got the aviators. What's the quality of shirt? What's the the like? It's not modern is day it Elvis. Silk?
2: It's like a silk. It's like garish a garish
1: tuxedo yeah. jacket. And his shirt is is like oh, there's like two buttons buttoned on his button down shirt.
3: You know I just want to say. Like-
2: when you when you hit 60, button the buttons, please. <laughs> it's
3: like, really if you not. Have you, if you had to, like, take a cartoon toucan and turn it into a human, <laughs> that's what he would look like.
2: I got another one. Also, this struck me as I was watching this. <laughs> Do you know how Steven Van Zandt was like yeah. a rocker that went into acting on, as a mobster on The Sopranos? This is like the bizarro version where like a Sopranos member went and did (laughs) that. 100% yes. Yes. 100%
0: yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, No, so the years apart at the very end here they stage let's let's run up to Steve Stevens and it's the most awkward thing ever first of all I've what's really interesting here is you could really tell how nervous Billy Idol is because this is like the largest fucking performance he's done in like 10 years or 15 (laughs) years or whatever he's like I better not fuck this up and so this is the very end here let's see let's see it's let me scan ahead this is where like he, he, he went to the Botox
2: doctor he said Give me the Dennis Miller. I want the permanent no, Dennis yeah. Miller, super smug snark face. Hey, babe. Hey, here it comes, babe.
1: So now they're going to, at the very end, they're going to run over to Steve Stevens oh. and Billy Idol is going to feel so left out It's going to be incredible. Here it comes. Here it comes. Let's run over. Let's run over. Hey, I want to introduce you to my friend Steve. (laughs) Hey, guys, guys, it's me, Billy Idol. Hey, I'm still here. Whoa, uh, Steve Stevens falls over.
3: (laughs) He pushed him. He he like hip thrusted him. Did you see that? Whoa. All
1: right. Let's look up Steve Stevens because this man, not enough people talk about what a fashion icon (laughs) Steve, <laughs> oh,
2: guy.
1: You see, you see all these links, and they're all like
2: it's Google, so they're all splayed out across the page, and you see the decline of this man's
1: physical well-being.
2: <laughs> so from- here he is;
1: it is prime. That's oh. him. I think he looks better now. Uh, you think so? I don't know. He's
0: sort of he's good. gone from Sandra Bernhard to Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> that's like sort of his timeline.
2: I don't know. And if this this is down. Yeah, well, <laughs> This hope- is
1: like. I, I i don't even i can't even he has a leopard print guitar a, a leather jacket no shirt amazing like look at these these this guy is living his best life
0: yeah and i don't think we said it before he is from brooklyn yes so he doesn't just look like he's from brooklyn he is from the which fully part? embodies it which part do you know
2: i could not find that i'm gonna guess bayridge
0: it's got to be yeah, Bay Ridge, Bensonhurst. I, I heard Marine he Park. did
2: a, a commercial where he expressed a lot of concerns about uh, Max Rose, uh, going-
1: <laughs> <laughs> and also like his wife. Like if you what you imagined his wife would look like is exactly what his wife looks. Say like. double date with Danzig.
3: Oh yes. yeah! This is oh my uh, gosh! They're share- like twins, doppelgangers. First of all,
1: like this, we're looking at a photo of of Steve Stevens and his wife, and Steve Stevens is wearing a blouse that I'm sure he <laughs> borrowed from his wife. Oh, <laughs> <I'm> like <sighs> yeah.
3: He he is very fashionable.
0: Rob, clothing doesn't have owners; it only has wearers. You're right. There's no
1: bottle. Awesome. He's wearing it looks like he's wearing more foundation in this photo than she is. It's neck and neck though. <laughs> Last, look at this. I love these fucking shirts. Like where does he get these shirts? Steve Stevens, if you're out there, come on the live cast. We need to talk. No, you have to for sure book him. Come on. He's available. Find
2: his publicist is.
1: We'd ask him if he prefers L&B or Defara. Yeah.
2: He he looks a little and I honestly I was about to say this about Billy Idol but it applies to him too. He looks a little bit like Joe Franklin, I want to say. <laughs> like the old version of him. Yeah, they, right there. Come on my my friends uh strikes his matzahs presents the uh, Miley Cyrus, my friends. I just want to fold him
0: up and put him in my pocket. So in that way he is like Joe Franklin.
1: I want to carry him around with me. Bless <laughs> his heart. Yes. I mean he it wrote like some he's uh, been
3: with his wife for a long time. They must have a good relationship.
1: I mean yeah. w- when you get when you find a piece like this, you don't let it go. Which one
3: are you talking about?
4: <laughs> the, both of like them.
3: Of, she looks like one of the contestants from Rock of Love. Do you guys remember that <laughs> show? <laughs> Brett
4: Michaels.
3: Do we know her name?
1: Josie Stevens it's right here oh, Josie Stevens let's there's an interview with them oh, let's, no. let's, let's Eric oh. with oh. Eric oh. Blair Eric Blair who's that? Is like I, he Eric Blair is what Ken Pierce wishes he was he's like a a moderately successful west coast uh journalist
2: like a DIY guy
1: yeah like a DIY but like yeah like he's actually gotten good interview you know like yeah. people have written about his interview Support, uh,
2: Inside view. Fuck e- is that louder please billy morrison
0: and joey feldman to benefit the rock against ms foundation I guess. with iconic songwriters so this and- is
1: where he gets his coverage he goes to these la fundraisers
0: you helped start rock against ms for nancy b sale <laughs> well Tell this guy is
2: 100 percent an arc um,
0: come on he looks like a fucking science teacher in a leather jacket what is this
2: <laughs> he looks like Hank Azaria playing electric right
0: Well, actually, she she had, you know she was my publicist and and she's our more than that. So uh, it starts uh, you know our friend, our family friend kind of. And um, when she first told us, you know, that she was dying. I can, his his
1: voice is everything I wanted it to to be.
3: I, I think I have that cardigan that he's wearing.
1: <laughs> and. And like, I'm just scanning through the video here and his wife, Josie is between the two of them and it doesn't look like she says a word. Oh, just based well, on, the, bass on the. That's
3: more moment, the interviewer. I didn't. React yeah, to bass
2: that's what
1: player. he married her for.
3: Did he, did he do
0: any fretless? Because you know he's really good at fretless. He did some fretless and and just. No, how are you a fretless? I was unaware that he was a bass player. You know, yeah, I knew. She he doesn't was fret better. about it. <laughs> well, I saw him. <laughs> for yes. Good dad know? joke. Saying you didn't just play leads.
3: Give I mean, it to Dave Burnett.
2: With- Give what? All right
3: the dad joke. Oh no. Remember <laughs> he did a dad joke? I thought
2: In you were phone. talking about something else.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Get all excited about
1: that tank museum.
3: Mm. Mm. <laughs> yes, daddy.
1: Oh, well, speaking of, yes, Daddy. I was so excited when the news happened. Yes, Danzig. Daddy
3: uh, Danzig.
1: Daddy Danzig released a new trailer. And I was like, thank you, Daddy Danzig, for, for this content that you bring to us. I think it's a new show title. <laughs> Daddy. Da-
3: Daddy. It's now, wait, it could be a Daddy second. Dance. Now it's time for Daddy Danzig. <laughs>
1: Daddy dancing, thrash it or trash it
0: <laughs> does dancing have kids or just the no. cats just just cats cat. are
3: his children All right. well, so, there's um the his girlfriend's kid, yeah, but he doesn't claim that oh okay let's not let's not disparage this,
1: yeah, let's not talk about that so this is the so dan this is Danzig's second movie, we of course watched his first movie, Verotica. And it was awful. It was uh, an unintentional comedy. But this one, it seems like uh, he's got a little more going here. He's got actual actors in it that you yeah. you'd recognize. Like Devin Sawa is the lead actor in the movie, and from Casper,
3: even, uh, the heartthrob from Casper, the friendly I, ghost.
1: I didn't even recognize him until the, until his title card. And Danny Trejo's in it, and Eli Roth is in it. Which he's acting mean,
0: in it, Eli Roth?
1: He's acting in it. Yes. And uh, so this the movie is called Death Rider and the House of Vampires. Uh, it follows Death Rider who travels the desert vampire sanctuary ruined by uh, ruled by Count Holiday. The price of admission one untouched virgin. <laughs> <laughs> And here's some screenshots and so Danzig plays a vampire which barely had to use any, any makeup here for to get Danzig to, to the, the vampire role. so let's just watch the trailer and you know uh, and if someone has a comment I'll just stop we'll, and then we'll keep going after you know whop <laughs> So it's it's just a cowboy and and he has like a it looks like he has a, a, a very attractive woman as a as, as a hostage and they're entering some desert area.
3: So far, I'm liking it. <laughs> hey, bingo! <laughs> it's
1: Danny Trejo.
3: He's a I vampire. He's got vampire teeth.
4: What is it you want? Sanctuary.
2: I seek sanctuary.
3: Kind of low, up.
2: Keep in mind, this is the best scenes that could cobble together from
1: this. <laughs> I want to also just take a step back, like look at these graphics. This is intro to After Effects. Like
3: what talking about, I. You know what? I think Look at this uh, transition
1: <laughs> Sorry go ahead Noah
3: So if you recall I think it was last week I said That I was getting into westerns I watched the good the bad and the ugly mm-hmm. I think Danzig was must have been listening Because this totally He's catering know, to you Well you know it, he's into that kind of it, stuff
2: It does look like he really? made this within the last six days So it's possible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'll
3: have one viewer Who's interested in westerns there is a reason so many seek the comfort of Sanctuary. We need to mix this better. Oh, it's a vampire western.
2: Noah, did you also yeah. say you were a big fan of uh, uh, Party City costumes on the last show? Yeah. yeah, look at these fucking, this, these special
1: effects. The quote, unquote, special effects. Yeah. Is that Julian Sands? It's look like- at that blood, so bad.
3: This process. looks like uh, the Metal Injection Halloween specials we did back in, like, 2001. <laughs> it
1: really does.
3: Those are better.
0: You ever see what happens when you pour liquid silver down a bloodsucker's throat?
1: Oh, look at this garbage. <laughs> the silver down the throat. It looks so bad. When you pour liquid silver down a bloodsucker's throat. Isn't silver <laughs> for uh, werewolves, I thought? Oh, yeah!
2: So are the vampires the good guys in this? That's what I'm picking he on here.
3: Out. Oh, he looks like the guy from True Blood. Yeah.
2: Oh, my God.
1: You're right. Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah.
3: No. Is it him?
2: He's, death He's not no. in. No,
3: like, uh, right?
1: the- no, that's Devin Sawa, by the way, Darren. No, I know
3: it is, but the guy who was Billy, who was um, uh, Sookie's vampire boyfriend. Oh, that guy? You think? It yeah. Looks like I, th- I think more of these. The Stephen guy
1: Moyer.
0: Yes. Rob mm. with all the True Blood facts. Look at mm. that. Just I googled that. it. His names.
2: I googled it. Mm. I didn't see your fingers moving.
3: <laughs> I moving somewhere else. <laughs> wow! Oh my God! First dancing
1: appearance as a vampire.
4: That was Danzig Rider. That's it. Name's Death Rider.
1: There he is. And with Bob Odenkirk right behind him. Wait, what? No, it's not really Bob. But look, it kind of looks like it.
3: Name's Death Rider. Can we describe what Danzig is- looks like for people listening to this?
1: Danzig looks like a bad Elvis impersonator so with vampire teeth.
0: He's got the Brett Michaels cowboy c- hat.
1: Cowboy hat.
0: <sighs> very wrinkly, nose.
1: Very leathery. He has the weirdest nose. No, it's not weird. I mean, it's a nose.
0: It's pretty weird. It's all just pulled tight.
2: Yeah, it's very it's very taut. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's got his coffee stained teeth. (laughs) He's just a taut individual.
3: (laughs) Rodder is mine.
0: There's his girlfriend. Is that Dancing's girlfriend? Yeah.
3: That's her.
1: Yeah, no, that's her. Ashley Wisdom. Remember or they
0: met at in the last movie. Yeah, they I met mean, on the together. side of the
1: first movie. Yes. He I, used I, to rep
2: presents for me. <laughs> <laughs> catch you
3: looking at him for over a second. I will have you down Time out, time answer. out, time
2: out. They're not fighting over Danzig, are they? No, they're fighting over Death Rider. Okay, just checking. Wait, uh, who's that?
1: Death is Riders, Devon the lead Sauer? character, Devin Sawa. Yeah.
2: I, I was about to cancel this movie if they, he wrote a movie where <laughs> these two women just fight over him.
3: Oh, Daddy Dancing! <laughs> I even catch you looking at him. Rob's
2: gonna come <laughs> in like the big show and choke slam both of them. <laughs> <laughs> daddy,
3: daddy Dancing daddy. is mine. <laughs>
1: also just this shot is so bad i want to put it so look so the implication the implication here is she's choking him so this the point of view is supposed to be from the woman being choked but she's looking away like she's looking the other way like she's looking she should the it's so weird like It doesn't match the perspective they're trying to create. I'm going to choke the shit out of you, but there's like a little fly on the wall.
2: I'm just going to look at that for a (laughs) second.
1: And this is in the fucking trailer. Like I should, like one of the things, like if you didn't watch our Veronica watch along, one recurring theme, and especially in the second half of the movie is just, we couldn't stop pointing out Terrible production mistakes And, and okay. like amateur Like filmmaking 101 Errors They and so, it's, break
2: down a door With like a, a flexible Battering ram That barely even <laughs> budges when they hit the door
1: So it's nice to see that he's Carried that th- through to his second film <laughs> this Green screening So This is like, that's Kevin Sala. This is the moment where I thought that. I wish to know why he has gone to sanctuary.
3: This one. Julian Sands?
2: Yeah. He's so big that he can't do this? I mean,
0: what else was he in? A long time. Where do I Boxing Elena? Yeah, he's been in like, I mean, he hasn't been in anything noteworthy probably in 20, 25
2: years. Actually, boxing Helena is the last thing I can think of that he was in. Was he in Harry
0: Potter movies? He seems like he would have been in a Harry Potter movie. I don't no. know.
2: Yeah. Oh, he, was you he, was, he was a thing in the nineties.
1: coming up on someone like that, doll. Why?
0: Wow.
1: What you all got
4: a mind? Oh. One drink, kid.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god! Bad, wait, What's his good? name is what? Bad Bathory.
4: <laughs> Yes. One drink yeah. That's like Look the vampire
1: her- version of Baba Booey <laughs> Look at how bad oh, that-, that blood fountain is coming out of the, the woman he's sucked the blood out of.
2: Me- <laughs>
1: <laughs> so bad.
2: I got me some business so I got to take care of right about
1: now. That. Oh, that's who I thought was uh, Bob Bowden Richard Dematis. Julia.
4: What
0: you doing I'm sort of surprised that Danzig didn't just play himself like Glenn Danzig as Glenn Danzig <laughs> like
3: playing in the back of the bar
0: <laughs> yeah he's just you you know yeah. he's a real
2: vampire yeah,
1: <laughs> Danny Trejo's in one scene total oh well and here they give away the whole movie
2: foolish writer I'd say he was as good as death <laughs>
1: There it is. I can't tell you how excited I was <laughs> when I got to the end of this. I was like, I I just can't wait. For it to wait. be over?
0: You were that well, excited? Well, no, I, I
1: I can't wait for all of us to get together and watch this. <laughs> well, yeah, I, like, just, that's going to be fun.
2: I just looked up who uh, Victor DiMatteo was. Do any of you know? No. No. Like his most famous role was in one of the kids in the Sandlot. Which kid? Timmy Timmons.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, my God
2: crazy. That's an almost 30 year old movie.
0: Jesus
3: Christ. And that was his last role? Yeah, right?
2: No, he did did some things as as an adult. But Let me see if there's anything. It's all shit. It's all like nothing known. Uh, Oh, there's one other thing as an adult. Oh, and a Dead Kennedy's
0: t-shirt in that picture. Look at that yeah huh? see this explains why people will work with danzig it's not because like oh the script is great it's just oh you're dancing uh, it'd be cool to tell my friends i spent a week hanging out with danzig on a movie set so, so i'll do it for that
1: i'm glad you mentioned that because in this article that i wrote uh talking about the trailer there's some quotes from Devin sawa and uh
0: well, he's leg- already leg- done this
1: before. He was in the movie about the germs where he played the lead
0: singer and then they actually toured with him on lead vocals. So he clearly is willing to just do movies to hang out with his musical heroes.
1: Well, uh, keep that in mind, Sid, because listen listen to the words that he's saying here. Oh boy. So uh, in a recent interview with Rue Morgue, Sawa explained how he agreed to the part because he wanted to work with Danzig. He also noted that Danzig's directorial style was unconventional and (laughs) raw.
3: Meaning he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. I got to be nice because
1: the check hasn't cleared yet. Well, this next part. Uh,
3: I think Devin Sauer was doing this for the money. uh,
1: Danzig's directorial style was unconventional and Eli Roth had to talk Sauer off a ledge a few times.
0: Of what just not doing
1: the movie? No, like a literal ledge.
3: <laughs> Dancing like chased him.
2: He was suicidal over his career choice.
3: <laughs> it was like a like a Romeo and Juliet balcony scene, except it was on the
1: <laughs> Hey, get off that ledge. Juliet had eyeballs on her nipples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sawa is quoted as saying, "Listen, Eli Roth ca- came on and he kind of talked me off the ledge a couple of times because it's like doing a movie for the biggest punk rocker in the history of punk rock.
3: He's
1: he's Glenn
0: Not Danzig, literally the biggest
3: <laughs> the tiniest biggest, he means.
1: He, he's the D- punk rocker. He's Glenn Danzig and things aren't normal sometimes." <laughs> <laughs> in i guess a good way they were <laughs> unconventional that's for sure but look we'll see everyone had a great time it was just very unconventional
0: wow it's, a, it's a really try to cover it
1: up wow. it's really a great sign for the movie when the lead actor is quoted as saying
2: but look we'll see <laughs> <laughs> it might come out it might not wow and Sid, so what you, what you don't know, Sid, is that uh Dancing is actually 6'2. And when he's in the misfits, <laughs> he thought it would not be punk to be so tall and and tower over everybody, so he stood in a trench.
0: He's <laughs> very self-effacing.
2: Yes, it's true. He has no ego. It's great.
1: <laughs> when Sawa was asked if he had seen Veronica, he responded quote I hadn't seen it I didn't even know about it (laughs) I did this movie in Winnipeg and it was one of the greatest experiences I've had in a long time was this movie in Winnipeg I'm saying oh my god I smoke with artists and everybody was there to work and then I get the script for the Glenn Danzig project and I I, thought what is Glenn Danzig And I thought, Glenn Danzig doing a movie? This is going to be amazing. It'll be all music and this and that. And it's a movie about vampires, but it's a spaghetti western. And maybe it's just I worked on SLC Punk and Idle Hands, and I thought this might just be fucking awesome. Narrator, it wasn't awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just signed on, and a couple of weeks into it, I heard about Veronica, and I hadn't seen it, but still... Uh, I hadn't seen it still, but it is what it is.
3: <laughs> oh my God. I oh love his honesty. Wow.
0: Uh like but, that's great. Uh, Danzig does not love his
2: honesty. I will say one thing, like whenever you read these like press clipping or interviews or whatever, it's usually like, "Oh, you know, Glenn Danzig is amazing to work with, it's so fun."
3: So creative.
2: And it's so creative. You would you would of course you expect with all these great albums and there's tongue is as asshole for like a half an yeah. hour and now it's like, "Nah, eh, all right, it's a movie, I guess." Yeah. Technically.
1: We'll see, it is
2: what it is.
3: <laughs> yeah
1: okay
2: so
3: That's, that was cool yeah.
1: there's a there's a little more to, there's a little more to this quote uh but the nice thing is that he had a great cast this this time and a lot, <laughs> a lot more budget so we'll see oh I my
2: god not his fucking I, shithead wife that was in the last one. Oh wait she's in it too? <laughs> fuck all right never mind the cast i take that <laughs>
1: He concludes, I think I'll see Veronica after I see Death Rider. I don't want to lose sleep at night for the next 60 days. Oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh wow. So, so when your lead actor is being quoted as saying he had to be talked off a ledge while doing this movie and <laughs> and recurringly repeats the phrase, I guess we'll see. It's not looking good. You might fella. want to reach out to him to see if he wants to
0: join us for the watch along. <laughs>
2: yeah. they, should, they should put that on the back of the DVD. Like, the, it, it is what it is. Devin Salah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I guess we'll see. Uh,
0: that's amazing. Usually they wait until it's come out, and then if the re- critical response is bad, they'll turn on it too. But to do it before anyone's actually seen it is like—I
1: mean, look—you've seen the trailer, you—you you know what the critical response is like. You—if you, you can't hide it in the, the trailer, it's going to be
0: returned to sender. It's like I didn't get that email. That's wow! <laughs> I am very excited to see this now.
1: Yeah. No release date yet, but I imagine it'll be around Halloween. That's uh, when Veronica came out. Do so. you think he? put
2: his all into it just because he's a pro or do you think he sleepwalks through this bullshit?
4: Devin? Uh, Danzig
1: or Devin, <laughs> Devin Sawa. Yeah. Come on, Danzig does it
3: Wait, Daddy one. Danzig or Daddy Devin? Daddy De- oh. I would say that
1: Devin put his all into it. We'll see him putting his all into it for the first third of the movie and then like as we get further into production he's just like, alright, let's Let's get through these pages. Hopefully, but
0: it wasn't filmed uh, sequentially, so it's yeah. not as obvious. We
2: jump back and forth into sad Devin and like enthusiastic Devin <laughs> over and over. Rob, you're oh muted, by the way. So
1: you know. I'm aware I was about to cough. I didn't want to oh, cough right, on Mike, but I Mike forget. Mike likes it there. when you
2: cough on him. <laughs> Virtually coughing is fine. Yeah.
1: Socially well, speaking of uh, uh, virtual issues, uh, last virtual. week
3: or <laughs> virtual signal,
1: we talked about a uh, a chastity cage, a smart chastity cage that was hacked. <laughs> and uh, and and we had a lot of assumptions and, and questions. And Noah, you assume that the person being hacked li- might have liked it. We, we don't like know. It. Well, the fine people advice did some investigative journalism and they interviewed the person. And so the per- and so I wanted to quickly follow up uh and said that so you know, this is a man who uh, and to if you didn't listen before, a chastity cage is basically a lock for your penis. It's like a tiny little cage cock that fits lock. around your it's a cock,
3: <laughs> cock lock. <laughs> cock for <laughs> cock fights.
1: And uh, basically someone has a key and, you know, it's a it's a whole submissive situation. And so Sam Summers was sitting at home with his penis wrapped in an Internet connected chastity cage when he got a weird message on the app that connects to the device. Someone told him they had taken control and they wanted around one thousand dollars in Bitcoin to give control back to Summers. I still
2: Quote, can't get over that. How cheap that is. It's your cock. Like, if someone actually bought into this threat. You don't think they would pay more than $1,000 to get their dick back?
1: Well, maybe the hacker was being reasonable. Like, oh, you know, it's a like the economy right now. We have a pandemic. People probably don't have a lot of money. What's like a a lot of money? Well, like what's like a lot of money, but not too much where it would be an unreasonable ask and they would go to the FBI. I guess. You know? Yeah, maybe. I go for ten grand. So, so when... When he saw this, uh, the person in the cock lock says, initially, I thought it was my partner doing it. It sounded silly, but I got a bit excited by it. (laughs) No, I don't don't think
2: it sounds silly if you're already into having your cock locked up. I mean, it seems like a reasonable extension of that fantasy, right?
1: Well, the the article continues. But when Summers called his partner, she told him it wasn't her. Even after he told her their safe word. That's when he realized he had gotten hacked. His penis was locked in the cage and he had no way out. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. It's real. Summers said I started looking at the thing. There's no manual override at all. It's a chastity belt. I guess it kind of shouldn't have an override. But (laughs) When it's a digital thing like that, it should have a key or something, but obviously it didn't. That's a great point. Like what if, you know, like your Bluetooth connection breaks or, you know, you forget your password
3: You're in a dead zone. Yeah. I love,
1: I love this real time yeah.
2: discovery of this person who opted in to a <laughs> penis cage discovering what a penis cage is and that you, there actually is no key to it. You dummy. What did you think you were putting your penis in? At that no. point, so, sorry,
1: go ahead, Noah.
3: No, I was going to say like usually like in dungeons there's no there's no service.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I got to ask you. So what okay. I mean, it seems reasonable to me. Now, if I understand this correctly, the master controls whether the penis goes in and out of the cage or is freed. correct?
1: right if, if the cage is locked or unlocked yes if
2: when i'm saying under the proper use of this forget that it right you know, yes okay. yes so if the master forgets the password wouldn't there be just like any like on a, on on uh, gmail you 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 get a password your, password your master's yes. maiden name yeah to yeah prove you're not yeah. a robot your master <laughs> could get the password back if lost so I don't
1: think well uh, what if theoretically this hacker changed the password and changed the recovery email right then they—that's that, how they have the control. That could or be.
3: maybe like the master. Did you ever like get caught on those stupid like robot verifications where you have to find all the sidewalks and you miss yes. one of them? Oh, and yeah, and then they're, they're like, "Please try again." You have to like flip the the animal to the right side, but sometimes it's like. It could be on. The yeah, console. it
1: feels like brain games after all. It's like, just let me in.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Just let me it, into that cock lock. The fact that you're able to choose any picture one time should be enough that you're not a robot, right? Like, why do I need to do it seven times? But for this thing, it should be like all penises. Select the ones that are... <laughs> which one yours? <penises>. <laughs> penis which penises
1: are, are, are in the cage and which are not? Which penises are cut and which are uh, uncut? So at that point, Summers and his partner started brainstorming ways to get his penis out of the cage. Really at brought home them together to, as a couple. At, <laughs> at home, they only had a hammer. So they went oh out no, and no. and bought a pair of bolt cutters. His partner tried first, but she couldn't break through. So Summers had to do it himself. The way he was holding his penis, put it in, quote, a dangerous spot. He said it was very scary. I bet. It seems to me like as someone with a penis,
2: (laughs) I don't want bolt cutters anywhere near my penis. Like you also is, wouldn't want a chastity cage anywhere. Near. Yeah, I mean, yes. let's start there. Do you think uh, I got to uh, interrupt? I'm sorry. Sure. I got so many questions about this. <laughs> like, all right, so th- this is a consenting to adults that opted into this uh, the power sharing or power uh, dynamic situation, right? Do yes, you he think is. after the person in control of the cage fucks up and gets hacked. Do you think the bottom is like now mad at the like, do you like you fucked up your responsibility? Are they like, you fucking idiot. Like you got my penis trapped in here. Like, I don't mind you trapping it. But how do we how are we now with bolt cutters? This is your fault. Do you think Yeah, I'd lose
1: respect for you as right. a dom if I right. can't even
2: handle your shit? Yeah, do they You'd get, be seeking what, a new dom? Does the, but does the, the subness disappear that's it? Like, I'm sure subs, when they go to the bank and there's a delay, they get pissed off and, fu- you know, you're out now. Outside well, it could of the-
1: also just be a situation where outside of the bedroom, he could be the dominant one. That's It's a power reversal in the bedroom. So it could just be a, a thing we're like, oh, well, oh, it's like we're back in real life. Oh, yeah, true. Okay. I
3: mean, uh, I think the bolt cutters add, like, another element to the whole, like, like BDSM, uh, like part of it because it just depends on like if she's it. It could be that the the dom is cursing him because he's a failure. He's so weak that yeah, like he he can't even do the chastity. But and then right? he's getting
0: turned on by it, and his voter <laughs> is pushing up against the chastity cage. Right, and and it's hurting just probably
3: him. like you should get your penis squeezed in these bolt cutters. Well, so he
1: says he says he was able to break the cage, but the cutters still cut through him. He quoted as saying, I don't have a scar or anything, but I was bleeding and it fucking hurt.
3: Some people are into that.
1: Because of the cut, Summers and his partner were not able to have sex for over a month. Oh, this incident. All the
3: edging.
0: Yeah, he could still do stuff to her. Don't be so selfish, man.
1: Right. (laughs) I heard Uh, uh, what the song "Rusty Cage" was written about. (laughs) And also, is that the whole point for him to be prevented from having sex? Maybe it sounds like it's a good, it's working. So
2: the this this is that's
3: the whole functionality of the chastity belt that you injure yourself so you can't.
2: (laughs) I just realized what if the company does this randomly to different (laughs) cages because it's you know that's what they want.
1: So this incident also made Summers reconsider using internet connected devices. Oh, go- oh especially wait, no, wait, hold on. He
2: <laughs> didn't reconsider using uh, penis cages, just internet connected penis. It's got to go back to analog.
3: <laughs> wait, did he specify devices or sex toys? Internet so
1: let me let me read the whole thing. This incident also makes Summers reconsider using internet-connected devices, especially those that go around his most private parts. Especially. Quote, if you're into it, that's fine because you're into what you're into. But use a lock, a physical lock, in case these digital things you cannot trust. Them.
2: <laughs> this is exactly what I said last week. The old fuddy-duddy uh, Dom who's like, ah, these fucking... Uh, these kids today with their fucking smart locks. <laughs> you got a key and a padlock, you dummies. You it's nitwits. also,
0: it's also what Devin Sawa said about that movie. If you're into it, that's fine. You're into what it. You're is
1: what it is what it is. So I do want to point out uh, to what, what we were asking earlier. This did not turn him off of chastity cages at all. It just turned him off of digital or smart chastity. Yeah, he won't use an iPad now,
2: but he'll yeah. still put his dick in a fucking analog cage.
1: Yes. That's he right. Like He's signed
0: like, uh, to be like the spokesperson for some analog chastity cage company. Now yeah. he could be their Jared from
1: Subway. He's going, or maybe this a... is like a new startup, a new tech startup.
2: He's going to write reviews for the Danzig chastity cage. Just say, uh, you know. It's it's a cage, I guess.
1: It's very small. I had to be talked off the ledge of this cage many times, um, but we'll see. We'll, see. we'll see. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll
2: see. You know, when you first said bolt cutters, I thought what I heard you wrong. I thought you said they played bolt thrower to get to get the chastity cage off, like just with just the scare sheer it right force off of, of yeah, the manliness of it, <laughs> just break the cage in half and his penis probably. <laughs>
1: Wonderful stuff well th- well th- uh, glad to see ultimately that uh he's safe, no scarring and still into chastity. bless his heart yes yeah
3: well I think that's yeah. his uh partner's name chastity Oh, it says in the article <laughs> it's possible
1: well, as we wind down, Noah, did you have some news uh no, you don't, you don't want to share. I did
3: want to tell you about um something that I did recently. Uh right. like a a friend a friend that I made. Um, so I joined like an like a neighborhood app or whatever and someone posted that they um have a puppy, a seven month old uh German shepherd and husky mix, and he needs help because he's like too um possessive of his owners so um they were like can I, is there anyone in the neighborhood that would like to volunteer and you know take leo for walks or so i was like um me me i was like you can let him do like attack me or anything like i'll i'll walk up to him i'll run <laughs> as long as you let me pet him and walk him so it actually uh you know like i met like like this very friendly couple
0: How friendly are they?
3: No, like they're both. um, So the the girl she just graduated the University of Arizona.
0: Oh, Party school. Huh? It's a party school. You
3: know what that means? Yeah. Oh, she's like a very nice, like low key girl. She says that she's a scribe. I don't know what that means. A writer? Is that a writer? But she works for in like medicine.
0: Like medical transcription?
3: Oh, yeah. I guess maybe. But it's nice because I get to walk this dog now and he pulls me around, but he's really funny. you
0: have any pictures of you with the dog?
3: Uh, no, I don't, but I have a photo of the dog. Let's see it. Really?
0: Why not? You talk about a dog. You're not going to show us the fucking dog?
3: What is sure, this? Yeah, I'll, I'll Dog tease? You. But, um, yeah. And then I can't... So, also... Um, I decided to quit Sirius, so I'm I'm no longer at Sirius.
1: Yay! You have any prospects? You left them like a dog in the street. Oh no! And then you actually found a dog in the street.
3: I know. (laughs) Oh, oh, damn
0: it! Send it to Rob, and he'll share it or something. Well, you could. Well, can't you make it your background?
3: Oh, oh, Darren, Darren, Darren. Darren? (laughs) Okay, hold on. I can make it my background, but I can't do it as fast as you switch your no don't don't put Bruno on there I was looking at oh. so I, w- I was going down like memory lane yesterday just like looking for old photos of Sirius uh-huh. of, you know just to kind of like remember everything I did there and I have so many photos on my phone of Bruno and I just like cried all day yesterday all right, you Dad! All of huh
0: you deleted all the Dad! photos
3: no
1: oh she sent me a few and then I cried oh. So <laughs> I know <laughs> Yeah, and thing. then I was
3: exhausted all day today. And I was like, why am I so tired? I slept like all night. I didn't really wake up. And then I realized, oh, it's probably just, it's probably depression because of the photo. Fo- like I was looking at videos and the photos of Bruno. Ugh. Stupid depression.
1: Much better. Thank you, Darren. <laughs> You're
0: Keith Hernandez in anticipation of baseball season. I like <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. speaking of baseball season, we're doing a live cast fantasy baseball league again this year. If anybody wants to join. You could tweet at me or Darren. You could get a hold of us in the Discord. Any way you want to reach out to us, we will send you an invite. Let us know.
1: That's cool. Yeah. So when is baseball coming back? I I thought it was delayed or something now.
0: Tentatively April 1st, I guess.
1: Mm -hmm. Barring
2: setbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, nothing is guaranteed in this world that we live in, but they're trying to plow forward and do it on time. Yeah, I also wanted to mention we are doing the uh, head-to-head league this year, right? Yes. So yes. that means you get to either beat my ass or Sid's ass head-to-head in a week, rather than uh, ooh, really? beat his ass. Lots of
0: potential <laughs> for side bets and all sorts of yeah. trash talk yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it'll be fun.
2: You can put either of our penises in a cage virtually. Oh, no. oh yeah, virtually. Well, give me the password,
3: <laughs> Daddy Darren and Daddy Sid. Not That's literal, Uncle Sid. Yeah, I'm the daddy. He's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he oh.
1: oh, he's Hello. so cute. He's so cute. He looks good very boy. friendly. Those ears. Mild. That is a very cute mix.
3: Yeah. Really sweet, but it definitely remi- like training a puppy is very hard. <clears throat> very hard.
1: It, it reminds you it's not all easy. It's not all rosy posy. Mm-mm. Beg a pardon. Yeah, I mean, I even time. I even remember uh, when Bruno was a puppy. He was a little rambunctious. He was very aggressive about food.
0: Yeah, I can't remember oh, what really happened, impressive. but I remember you saying you had issues. What? I don't remember uh,
1: what it was though. I vividly remember feeling like shame. Uh, personally, not this is nothing with Bruno, but just like, like really questioning my dietary. Uh, choices, because we would order. you eating uh, his dog food. No, we would order from a Chinese restaurant. Eating that ass, and uh, I would always get the the bone, <laughs> boneless ribs, and Bruno would always only come up to me. I remember at the time, like this is a million years ago. I I don't want to speak ill of Bruno. I love, uh, but I just remember like, wow, Bruno is like of all the food that he could choose. Now certainly it could be maybe because perhaps I was more giving with, with food. That's why he was coming up to me. But I just felt at the time, like, wow, this is like the closest thing to dog food that I've been like, I'm just eating like, (laughs) like just fucking poor. I need to like reassess what I'm ordering.
3: Bruno just didn't see you as the top.
1: Oh, Oh, He was the top He was Daddy Bruno
3: (laughs) Yeah
1: (laughs) 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 Hashtag RIP legend Well as we wind down We have a bit of hate mail actually Please email us How could people email us Noah
3: Well you go on your computer Or on your phone or Whatever you use to send mobile mail and or digital mail, and you send it to hate mail, and it's not M A L E, it's H A T E M A I L at metalinjection.net dot net.
2: Yes, now it does not hate mails.
3: Well, I think there's there must have been some confusions.
1: Well, you've got so, So Chris writes Quick question I always hear you guys Talking about the radio station called K-Rock I live in Canada just north of New York Where we have a station called K-Rock Kingston Just want to know if it's the same one you guys talk about I ask because growing up We got a lot of Syracuse content One of these Syracuse things being a radio station Called The Border With Johnny Spizzano Another being a string of commercials From the Fucili Automart and he links it. Hoping I can get you guys best Billy Fucillo impression if you're familiar. Thanks for everything. Also, what happened to the dog walker guy? Colin? He was my favorite caller. I think he called in not too long ago. Maybe yeah, on the 600th episode.
2: Once in a blue moon. He's he, he around. Was, he was on one of the Zoom hangouts,
1: right?
3: He was on yeah. episode 600. Yeah. yeah. A ponytail.
1: So, yeah, uh... Uh, to answer your question, it's not the same K Rock. There's a million K Rocks all over the country. There's a famous one in uh, LA, K R O Q. Uh, but there's a ton of them. There it's it's just the generic Clear Channel branding of a of a rock station. Uh so there were a million of them. So the one that we had was just local to New York City. It wasn't it was different than the upstate K rock. Is it Clear and, Channel? Okay. Or I don't
0: think it was Clear Channel. Either way though.
1: CBS was it? I, mean, I don't Infinity? know. Infinity? I'm not sure. Infinity. No, that's C- what that's it, it, it was. Infinity. CBS
2: is uh, aligned with Infinity.
1: I'm so. It was. It was. It was definitely Infinity. Uh Okay. So here is because I remember the uh like the pre-Howard Stern, they would have to do top of the hour kind of like call like explain who owns the company, and it was well. He Infinity. also
2: he used to bitch about Infinity yes. like every minute of the of the show anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, so here's the commercial he was talking about. He actually linked it. Maybe this is a future live cast meme. Let's see. <laughs> Before we. But that's huge, Tom. You got to get huge. it. Huge. What is that? It's huge, Tom. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> it's back to basics. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. Oh, it's like huge. What it's is it?
3: Huge this also that's looks right. like it's the injection skit we used to do
1: yeah this is like Thor shred scenes bit really yeah. huge
3: he's going say this word huge.
1: <laughs> huge
2: I wish there was more like context of like setup
1: um, yeah it's
2: just him saying huge over and over again
1: <laughs> we'll have to look up the whole thing but as we get out of here I do want to give a shout out to our top live cast fans of the week that's huge And uh, to be a top live guest fan of the week You can just uh, Throw us some 10 bucks On our Patreon Patreon.com slash Metal Injection Livecast 10 bucks a month Gets you all the $5 a month perks Plus this little shout out At the end of every episode
3: You should burp every name
1: I'm all gassy for my My Cherry Coke Zero The best flavor Of soda in my opinion Not a fan I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Big fan. Big fan. It is what big it is. Fan. We'll see. I guess. <laughs> we'll, see. <laughs> well, let's get through this. Uh, how should I do this? I can't. Daddy I can't dancing bother. voice. I want to give a shout out to Daddy Eric and Daddy Roboganou, aka Justin, and Baby Benjamin and. El Dudorino, El Daddy And Daddy Dan R El Daddy Reno And Master Mindy Mayer's Kipper And Cock Croc Destroyer And Daddy Sam is really slacking And needs to catch up on the show Yes, you two, You've been a bad boy Naughty So naughty Just like <laughs> Juicy Jander. <laughs> this
3: is disturbing
2: My face is, is it, turning into Billy Idol's Face right now <laughs> And we
1: have Daddy Chasuris's Massachusetts, And then we have Lover LaCroix And don't forget Gushy God Stomper The Crustacean Sensation And ooh what's that <laughs> It's Ash Basilov. Ooh, Daddy Dallas and help! Ravishing Robba Vampiro will tell you all you need to know with sensual shade. And hairy Hugo likes tacos. And don't forget luscious Lando Tanks perilous patches, and dirty Dickin Douglas. Who are you, Levison? <laughs> Those are our top live cast fans of the week. We love you. Thank They're you for tuning in. We're going to have a, so we're working on a special guest for next week. Stick around. Oh, and also if you want to buy uh, some live cast merchy merch, the next few days, Wednesday, Thursday, and maybe Friday, I think there's going to be a sale where all the shirts are t- $13. Go to metalinjection.net slash merch. Now is the time. We'll see you later, everybody. I need some bolt
2: cutters to get that uh, reading out of my brain right now.
3: Go and listen to our Spotify uh, break playlist, and you'll forget all about it.
1: Dashing Darren. All right, bye.
3: Daddy Darren. (laughs)